Hello and welcome to another edition of the Level Up Running Podcast. I'm Darren and joining me as always is Jess. Hello. This episode, we will be discussing the Ultra Tour of Edinburgh. Now, you didn't do this one. You joined us on the trip up to Edinburgh, but you went off and did other things. I did, yeah. Um, in the run-up to this race, um, obviously we knew this one was coming. We talked about doing it. We had all our accommodation everything booked and flights and everything. So we were going to Scotland. But uh, and the week before, I got a bit unwell, so I wasn't really in the right place for running. Um, and there was also another uh, event I wanted to go to up in Scotland, which kind of worked out. Uh, perfect timing wise so I decided to give this one a miss um, I didn't think it was really for me um, my initial thoughts were this was going to be a bit too much road running and things which I don't really get on with as we discussed previously so I let this one go with you boys so you could uh, not have to wait for me and put up with my moaning for a change <laughs> uh, well your assumptions were correct um, apart from a nice lovely hill at the beginning it was uh, 20 miles of road running or tour path yeah. A lot like your uh, second half of the war, which I missed as well then. Exactly like the second half of the war. Yeah. I think I'm doing really well on choosing which <laughs> races and which parts of races not to do. It's almost like I know what I like and what I don't. Yeah. So let's start with the journey. Now, we did something unique with this one. We flew up. Oh, yes, we did. And and what a game changer that was. That was lovely. Yeah, why have we not done this before? This was <laughs> a, a revelation to us. Um Obviously, usually we pack all our stuff up and throw it in the back of one of the cars and then we drive halfway across the country and we stop at every McDonald's we can find and we do all the stuff. Um, this time, because it was based in the city, there was no point um, thinking about camping and things like that. Um, we thought, why do we not just fly up? Edinburgh's got itself an airport. There's an airport uh, halfway between my house and your house. Let's do it that way. Yeah. Uh, and it was brilliant. Um, it, I think it worked out cheaper than driving um, and it only took an hour. An hour on the flyer as opposed to about six hours driving. Absolute no-brainer. And then from the airport to the centre of Edinburgh, there was a tram, which only took about half an hour, so it was perfect. Yeah, it was spot on. It was super easy to get to. Um, it also meant that you couldn't take all of the thousands of things that you usually take along, so you had to uh, pack a bit more sensibly. How did you get on with that? Actually, all right, yeah. Um, I had to do a couple of repacks because... Um, of course. I, <laughs> I had to remove a few kitchen sinks. Uh, but but once I got it down, we were all right. Um, and it, it gives me a bit more confidence for next year. Um, we'll discuss that at the end, but uh, some of them are going to require flying next year. And I'm glad that I can get all my kit in, in hand luggage. That'll be great. Yeah, well, not needing things like wrap robes and... Uh let's say camping gear or anything like that sleeping bags makes a lot of difference so um yeah. a bit of sensible packing um we took a um one whole bag um i took my um cabin bag as well but yeah it really wasn't a great deal of kit to lug around uh, accommodation so like you said there was no camping we did an airbnb uh location was excellent um it was it was just around the corner from the start line and uh, from the registration and, and finish line, it was about it was about a mile, so not bad at all. But it was surrounded by um, loads of little coffee shops and uh, uh, mini supermarkets and all kinds of things. So uh, yeah, it, it was really nice and relaxed this one. Like all the things you'd get in a city. Imagine that. Imagine, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you are heading up for this event in the future, um, there are loads and loads of hotels within real short walking distance uh, right across the range from uh, cheaper travel lodges and things right up to uh, fancy radisons and stuff so um, plenty of uh, opportunities 
to get accommodation but I'd probably say book up quickly if you are going to do this one because those sort of things do tend to book up and uh, with it being a massive touristy area anyway um, it's always always fairly busy. For the registration and the finish there was only really one place and that was a Royal Commonwealth pool. Um, a very small facility was kind of overlooking the pool um, but it had everything that we needed. Um, it is about a mile out of the centre, so if you have booked like the Travel Lodge or the Radisson or something like that in the centre, you've got about a mile walk, uh, but it's fairly easy to get to. Yeah, it's basically one straight road from where the start is, so um, it's yeah, pretty easy. Yeah. Start line was on the Royal Mile. Uh, they, they actually closed it for us, so half seven in the morning when we set off, um, there was a lot of traffic parked up waiting for us to go past, which was pretty cool. Uh, but uh, a big old run down there, it was nice. Um, one question for me, um, mm. how far down that road did you go before you actually had to get off the main road itself? Because obviously you're running right in the centre of the road when you started. Uh, there's a pedestrianised bit where you started off and then it goes down to actual road. How far was it? You'd probably be about a mile All right. uh, before you went off and then onto the pavement and then it took you off onto, because it kind of hooked you around and went down and through a tunnel and then oh. you were on towpaths. Cool. Just a word of warning, on the start line, I think there were about six loos there and um the queues were were pretty pretty epic um it was probably about 20 deep from about seven onwards so uh, if you are leaving things to the last minute I'd, I'd suggest you don't there are quite a few coffee shops around open at that time so i'd suggest going there maybe are you actually uh before the run this time as well had the chance to get yourself all showered and stuff up which is not what we normally do when we're camping and things normally you, you know you're going to get grotty after half an hour so you, you just roll out of your sleeping bag and straight into your race gear but this time you had the the chance to have a coffee and have a shower and get yourself all sorted before you even went to the start line i bet that felt so much different it did yeah i felt all refreshed uh also got a good night's sleep as well because we weren't camping um and i think it's been an eye-opener i think uh, the events that i'm doing next year i'm going to get accommodation because uh, I, I felt full of beans. Um, I, if anybody looks at my Strava times, they'll see the first um, 10 miles or so I was flying. Cool. So go on then. Uh, tell us about the run itself. Things I do know, uh, 35 miles long-ish, 869-ish yeah. metres of elevation. Mm-hmm. And it took you, what, six and a half hours to get around? Uh, it was uh, 6.40 it took me, uh, which wasn't too bad. Uh, three aid stations, as usual, uh, nice and equally spaced out. What I'm starting to suss out is if there's an aid station, there's pain ahead. Uh, so they tend to have it at the base of hills and things like that. Uh, so yeah, it, w- it was good. So uh, as mentioned before, we started off on the Royal Mile. Uh, there was about five miles worth of uh, running towpaths and little country paths and things like that. Um, and then there was a steady incline until you get to the first aid station. Uh, then once you got there, there was a hill. And this was... So the the elevation map that was on the Rat Race site, it makes it look like quite a small hill, but it's not. (laughs) Um, And especially when you're wearing road shoes, um, I couldn't think of anything worse on your feet. Maybe high heels would have been worse slightly, but they were terrible. Yeah, let's co- let's cover this. So um, before the race, there was, as there always is on the uh, Facebook page, there's always lots of people discussing what the best footwear is to use. So yeah. when you do all the mountain events and lakes and things, people are saying, yeah, use I use Speedgrass or I use Blooming mean, uh, Peregrines or I use this, that and the other. Um, the overwhelming response over the last few weeks and months has been, uh, road, road shoes. shoes will do you for uh, the Ultra Tour of Edinburgh. So everyone's gone brilliant. We'll get my road shoes out. It's a long old run. So um, I'll get my comfy road shoes on. 
Um, sounds like people were doing their best Bambi on Ice impressions. Uh, yeah, worst idea ever. <laughs> I think um, so. I think last year it was a lot drier, and I can kind of see it would have been okay, but because it'd been raining for the for the week before, it was just mud and sludge, and that was up and over the hill, and also along all the towpaths. So you were running through puddles and all kinds of things. So um, yeah, road shoes were a terrible, terrible idea. And what state were your road shoes in when you finally finished? Um, absolutely minging. Um, so they were they were grey when I set off, and they were just brown when they came back. <laughs> they were horrible. So not only did you have an awful time wearing them, and you've also wrecked your shoes. Brilliant. Yes, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, up and over this hill, um, there was two. I'd say there were two hefty ascents on it, and um, I'd say one of them at least was definitely vertical K worthy. Uh, I'd look at the. My Strava map, uh, I think 28% uh, gradient on one of them. So yeah, the, it was really nice. And then you got up to the top and you had these gorgeous views of overlooking Edinburgh. And you were up and down for a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. If it's like this all the time, I'm going to have a lot of fun. Got to about mile 15, you dropped down onto a towpath. And it pretty much stayed towpath for the rest of the 20 miles. I saw some of the pictures and the, yeah, people were running through some housing estates and past industrial estates and, like I say, along towpaths. It it just looked like it got pretty boring once the views were out of the way. I think that was a problem. I mean, I un- unfortunately, I left Andy behind because he'd uh, suffered from a similar stomach bug to what you had. So I had headphones on, I was listening to an audiobook, and uh, if I'd have probably gone stir-crazy if it hadn't been for that. It was uh, It was just quite boring. Um, you did come down into the harbour at one point, which was nice. It was just a bit of a change of scenery. Uh, but as you then came round, you then got through the aid station and it was back up into the centre. Now, the problem with this is you, you're going through a centre, so you're going through a lot of roads, which means you're having to stop a lot of pedestrian crossings. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, the, the, the marshals that were on the course were very good. They saw you come in, they hit the button. So by the time you got there, you were able to cross. But there's probably 20 crossings, maybe. Oh, nightmare. No, so I mean, it was all right on some of the small junctions, but when you got to the larger junctions, you could have been stood there two, three minutes with your legs cooling down and everything. Uh, not brilliant. So did you get the impression that they'd just put loads of distance in to make it an ultra distance when it could have been essentially a, a marathon length? I I think if they kept this down to maybe man versus mountain length, Okay, imagine doing man versus mountain, coming down off the mountain and then going off for a 15, 20 mile run just to get in the distance. I think if they'd compact it and did the hill and maybe up and down another hill, I think it'd have been an amazing race. Yeah, so I, yeah, it felt like they just padded it out to get Rubbish. that ultra tick in a box. All these things are just making me think, yeah, uh, thank, thankfully I didn't do this one. Mm. Anyway, um, Usual stuff then, kit checks, obviously at registration. Did you get a kit check at the start? I don't think you did. No, no kit check at the start. Um, but this year, I should say with this event, they, they for the first one, they dropped the waterproof leggings, which was nice. I suppose because you're in, in and around uh, civilization, you're not, you shouldn't get to the point where you really need that um, emergency covering, which is what it's there for. Yeah, so in theory, they could have dropped the bivy bag and things like that as well, so... But anyway, yeah. oh well. um, locals on this one. So people on the hill were great. They were clapping and all that kind of good stuff. But when you got into the center, I don't know, you just got the impression that you were in the way you were stopping the traffic. Uh, because imagine running around London and the looks you would kind of get off people of um, what are you doing in my city on a Sunday morning? Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Volunteers, absolutely amazing. 
shout out to every single one of them. They were just in the right place at the right time. Either handing out sweeties. Um, if you bumped into Debs, you got a hug. Uh, it was just great. Uh, you did all right with the weather as well this time. Although it had been raining beforehand, like you say, to make it all slimy and uh, wet underfoot. Uh, the weather on the day itself, although it might have been a little bit cold because it was um, October, it looked like it was pretty clear um, and quite sunny at places, I think. So, yeah. So, it got to about lunchtime. It was sunny. Going up and down the hill. Now, that was surprisingly cold. I had the old rat race beanie on and the gloves and uh, came out the first aid station. I took them off. I thought, oh, I'm warmed up now. Got halfway up the hill. I'm like, nope, they're going back on. <laughs> it was bloody cold up there. Um, but yeah, it, it was good temperature for running. Maybe a little too cold on the legs because they cramped up quite often. And I think it's just because it was a bit stop-start on, on all the crossings and stuff. So uh, yeah, it was all right. Um, it's, I don't think it's one I'll do again. No, that was my uh, next question. Actually, would you do it again? I've seen quite a lot of people said they really enjoyed it. Um, perhaps it obviously suited them a bit better than you, but mm. as we've established, we like to see more views, like see interesting things when we're running. Um, and yeah. that kind of motivates you to carry on. And um, if that's not there, then it's not going to tempt you to come back. Yeah, it also goes with my running style as well. I mean, I'm very much uh, run on the flats, uh, run downhill. When it gets to the uphill, I tend to hike that, but I get to have a break at that point, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, with just 20 miles of long, flat road, um, I, I didn't get those breaks. Well, I suppose this one does mean something because this turned out now, due to cancellations with other events, this has turned out to be the last one uh, we're doing this year. So, obviously, we've gone through all of the events and we had the... Um, Hell Run and Nightfall planned for next month. That's sadly been cancelled now, which I was this is a shame because I was really looking forward to that one being the end of the season. Yeah. Which gives me a little bit of a feeling of missing out now because I didn't have that last race with everybody. Um obviously my last race now turns out to be survival that we did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um but still that's fine. Um I knew what I was getting into. So I suppose now we've wrapped up this race, uh we need to wrap up the entire year. So going back to the start, we said we were gonna do uh fourteen events, I think. Uh, yes. uh, a few of those have been cancelled, a few of those um, I've missed out on. But generally, uh, we've attended most of the events and, and obviously people who've stuck with us all year have listened to the shows from those. The year as a whole, the Rat Race season pass as a whole, um, are you glad you did it? Absolutely. Um, I can highly, highly recommend it. Just just some of the places that we've been, some of the people that we've met and uh, some of the views we've seen are just absolutely amazing. Um I mean, people will probably be glad at work that I've uh, I've now finished because I'm just waxing lyrical when I get back from an event, just, oh, I did this, I did this. They're like, yeah, all right, you're up now. <laughs> and the eyes are glazing over. I know that one. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I'm glad I've done it. It was something that I wanted to do. It was something that came at the right time for me to do, I think. As it turns out, you realise a year's a long time and circumstances yeah. change and obviously moving house and, and all the other things that have gone on, changing jobs and stuff. It has got in the way. I'm quite looking forward to getting back some of the weekends because uh, obviously having so many events going on over the weekends and having to travel, it's been long weekends taken away from other things I need to do in my life. So sure, um, yeah. it'd be good to get those back. But yeah, like I can echo what you said, really. Um, some of the locations we've been to have been fantastic. Um, the people we've met have been awesome. The challenging ourselves has been mm. massive this year. You know, I'm not going to hide the fact that I don't really like running. I'm not very good at it. But it was all about that personal challenge thing. And, you know, with the help of you guys and help of our other friends, um, push myself through these events. A lot of banter going on between us to push each other on, which has yeah. been great in itself. Um, you know, I think we've we've become a team over this year. And uh, I think it's it's been it's been a great thing to be part of. Yeah, I, I'd say anybody on the fence, uh, uh, drop on it. Uh, 
get yourself into a couple of events. Even if you don't do them all, even if you do only do a handful, um, you're going to come back with a very positive experience. You know, Rat Race are good at organising their events. They're good at what they do. There's a lot of established events they've been doing for quite a while now. Um, new ones they're trying to bring in and um, different challenges they're trying to put out there for people who want to uh, be part of that Rat Race family. Um, and they, they're offering different uh, ways to do it now. They're doing like a trilogy ticket just for the mountain, uh, the Man Versus events next year and stuff. So there's lots of ways to get involved. So if, yeah, like you say, if you are on the fence, I'd, I'd just bite the bullet and, and go for it. Yeah. Choose some of the events that suit you. Uh, listen back to some of the things we've said about some of the events to uh, to get you ready, kit wise, travel wise, those sort of things. Know what to expect, and um, yeah, challenge yourself, push yourself to it. So, 2020. Now we've we've learned from this year, and uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, planning and doing all the events that we've done has taken up a lot of time. Um, if we haven't been at the events or planning for the events, we've been out training for the events. And it will be nice to get a bit of time back. Andy and I, we're going to continue next year. We've got the season pass. Um, We've only pegged in for five events. So we're going to do Aaron again because there was just something special about Aaron. I cannot wait to get back there. Ultra Tour of Jersey, we're going to do that. We have signed up uh, with yourself for the Dirty Weekend Double. Oh, yes. Which is going to be amazing. Uh, Canterbury Trails, uh, Andy and I are going to do that. And uh, finally, the Adventure Weekend. As I may have mentioned on this, uh, I've picked up mountain biking in the last couple of months, so I'm really looking forward to challenging myself on that. Um, but that's nice. Uh, they're staggered quite well. They're over five months, and I get this summer away from them. So it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for next year. Wicked stuff, yeah. I'm personally not doing the season pass next year. I think it's um, with all the travelling for the events and the um payment for the ticket itself it's just too much for me to do two years in a row um as i said i need to uh reorganize some of my priorities and get those weekends back um but i will be doing some other stuff uh we've got some mountain biking trips to be looking at we've um got some other things in the pipeline so as far as that goes with the podcast i think the podcast will remain as we go forward we'll probably have a bit of hiatus over the winter um and then come back and maybe uh, a bit of a rebranding or a rethink of the podcast so uh, don't give up on us we probably will be back in 2020 to uh, be back in your ears and and tell you what we're getting up to um hopefully we can connect back up with some of the people we've met this year who are interested in doing some events as well so um yeah watch this space for those things going on yeah i want to say before we go um some thank yous to people who may or may not be listening. Uh, first of all, I've got to thank yourself, Darren, um, for the motivation and the help that you've given me this year. Mm. Thank Andy for being our official photographer and obviously yep. part of our running team. I'm just going to rattle off a load of names of our fellow rat racers that we've met, which um, have listened to the podcast, given us feedback, um, met us at most of the events, shared some beers, those sort of things. So I'm going to literally blast through some names um, as they come to me. Uh, so there's Adam, Elaine, uh, Stu Dixon and Tony, Stu Squires as well. Who else we got? Um, Mel, Paul, the other Paul, probably a few more Pauls. Lots and lots of Pauls in these events. Um, Ian, oh, any any more you can throw in there? Manners. Yeah, Hannah, Manners, uh, Debs, obviously. Absolutely, Debs. Yeah, she's been an absolute star this year. Yeah, there's too many to list, really. There's lots and lots of people. Uh, we've probably forgotten some. Uh, important ones as well but all these people have made it the season it is getting together with your mates loads and loads of times making new friends sharing all your experiences on facebook and stuff um yeah it's it's made it a fantastic year yeah yeah absolutely 
that's it 2019 season done thank you again to everyone who's listened uh we've appreciated all your feedback and yeah level up we'll be back in some format in 2020 so until then uh stay safe keep training and uh thanks again yeah goodbye